0: I talk about the diesel technician shortage quite a bit, blog posts, online podcasts. And again, I've always said this and I say it in the podcast. There's there's two solutions here. Two things need to happen to fix the situation we're in. One, we got to get more diesel technicians in the field. And that's exactly what you're about to hear in this episode and what they're doing. And they're growing. It's not too often you find a trade school program that is growing and expanding That is exactly what is happening at WyoTech. And we're gonna dive into that in this episode. And then the other piece of the puzzle is efficiency. Take the current technicians, they could all do 10% more, man, it's like hiring 10% more, 25,000 more diesel techs. That helps take care of the problem as well. So both things need to happen for this to work. And what you'll find out in this program as well is something I didn't know. I just kind of assumed there was just two year programs or people like American Diesel Training Centers doing short like 12 week programs. And this one is a nine month program. And it seems to be working very well and I, I think you're gonna enjoy it. So yeah, thank you very much for tuning in this episode and we'll cut right into it here with Cindy. So Cindy, welcome to the DL and I, I think the audience is gonna love this episode because this is like one of the biggest pain points. Like actually everybody I talk to that we still diagnostic tools, the number one issue they have is I can't find diesel technicians and you are with WyoTech. And I think you guys have a pretty cool thing going on here with like this accelerated program, because before I even knew you or or met you, I just assumed everyone had two year programs. But that's not really what you guys do over at WyoTech.
1: No. Um, so you're right at WyoTech. We um, I don't know that I would call it accelerated. We have always been eight hours and 20 minutes a day in our classrooms and shops. Very seldom do we have a day where the students have a day off in that nine-month phase, minus the breaks in the phase. So we start every quarter. We graduate every quarter. We're not like your traditional school that's off for the summer. Um, So, yeah, we start January 1, and then what, March, April, May, and then again in June and then again in what, October, and then graduations in the middle. So we are constantly producing technicians that are coming back out into the field. We work with um, industry partners nationwide, literally. A lot of people think that on top of our accelerated course, I'll just move into this side of it quickly, is the fact that maybe three to 4% of our student base our students from Wyoming. Um, The average WyoTech graduate travels at least a thousand miles to attend our school. Um, We've got 30 kids right now from Hawaii. So the fact that we're in Wyoming isn't even a deterrence to those kids who come from Hawaii and they want to be at WyoTech. So we're really proud of that.
0: Yeah. So I know we were talking before this and I mentioned, oh, we got we got Melissa, the diesel queen. She's got her own podcast show and staring, sharing stories. And I totally forgot. She's actually a biotech student as well, a graduate from there. And now she's been doing that. And she's really, I think, helping spread the word. So one of the points I, I constantly make is, look, 96 percent of the diesel technicians are male. And anytime you have a shortage in an industry, and you look at it, ninety-six percent of them are one sex. It's pretty easy to point at it and be like, "Okay, well, that's that—that's a problem." Um, are you seeing is Are you seeing more females come in? Is it still a struggle getting females to come in? What's that looking like on the female side?
1: So I can tell you, industry-wide, women attribute for about two percent of the whole automotive diesel world. Um, I'm proud to tell you that at WyoTech, our student base is a little over 6% women. Um, So yes, that message is beginning to resonate um, across the the board with women, understanding that this is a good, viable career, a recession-proof career that you can get into that will always be something that you have for later on, even if you didn't go into it right away. But yes, our student base is changing, and it is there. We are getting more and more women. Matter of fact, at Wyotech, we started a new program or a new group called the Women of Wyotech, and the Women of Wyotech is a really classy group of girls who are working with people like the JCF Foundation, the Jesse Combs Foundation. Uh, Jesse Combs was a 2003 Wyotech grad and we work very closely with her foundation now that she is gone and we're carrying on her name and good work through our partnership together with them so matter of fact we recently just got her new um well it's called um the it's a rock crawler jeep that is now being featured at Tech, and the girls are actually helping with different projects with that so Yes, women are growing in the industry, and um, it's definitely resonating as our reps are out in the field talking to young women um, who are interested in becoming automotive and diesel technicians.
0: Well, and you hit a key word as you were talking there. You used the word career. You didn't use the word job. And I've always said I think a very similar thing is like, look, once once you become in a diesel technician, um, and I know you guys do other other fields as well but it's one of those professions where literally you shouldn't ever have to worry about finding a job like cuz everywhere's hiring these 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 roles and i just looked on indeed about a week and a half ago and i think it was like 45,000 open jobs on just indeed.com and a lot of those job positions were for more than one more than one diesel tech role right um, and that was just indeed so th- there's there's a huge demand out there and what i've seen historically is trade schools kind of dwindling down and not as many uh, diesel techs entering the field every year? And I, I think I read online, you guys, a, a couple of years ago, the enrollment wasn't great. And it sounds like things are going much better here the last couple of years. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: You bet. Glad to. So, Jim Mathis, the owner and CEO of Biotech, bought the school back from Corinthian College in July of 2018. At the time, we had 12 students. And in just four and a half years, I am proud to say that we have had over 850 students on campus. Right now we have 652. We just had a huge graduation. Um, And and then in July of this year, we're gonna have a new sign-on of about just over 400 new students. And then in October right now, it's just below 500. So in a world where I'm hearing people say, I can't find anybody to come into the industry, we have and will have as of October 1st, 2023, about 1,100 students on our campus, ready to learn the trade and ready to go into their future career. And you're right, I won't say a job. Um, I understand that industry has a fire on its tail, but let's face it. If you're really serious about recruiting, you're going to develop the relationship. You're going to get to know who they are, where they're from, you know, how many pets they have or want to have, you know, um, and what their career actually looks like. And then show them the path, show them the way to go, so that they can grow in this. You know, the ASE Foundation. Did a survey in 2000, and what was it, 18? And that survey said that 42% of all the technicians that come into this industry leave the industry within two years. Yeah. Well, we can't say that that's because of the school or because of their upbringing or anything else, but what was the culture like that they came into? Guess what? ASC did that survey again in 2001. And the results were a whopping 41% are leaving the industry every two years. And we have to ask ourselves why that's happening. Are we onboarding right? Are we using the right soft skills to be able to understand and communicate? And when you look at it, we've got, what, seven generations on this earth right now. And every generation speaks just a little bit differently. But frankly, they're talking about the same thing. So... Where is that disconnect and how, and I believe it starts with listening and then understanding and developing a relationship. We're in a technology society, and especially now since COVID, our Zoom meetings and everything else, rare is the opportunity to go meet somebody and shake their hand, break bread, have a meal with them, and just get to know who they are as a person or get to know their families real recruiting takes time like that i recently had a question asked of me well cindy if if i meet this kid and offer them tuition reimbursement and offer them all these benefits after just knowing them for 5 minutes how do i know they're going to stay and that's the dealership that's recruiting wrong you you want to know who they are. If you've got to hop on 20 Zoom meetings because you can't meet, then hop on 20 Zoom meetings. But build that relationship. Get to know who they are and make sure that they even fit in your culture. It's not all just about your culture and them. It's about how well do you know them and are you onboarding correctly or are you just filling a spot so that you can hopefully keep them for two or three months, and then you're back in the same spot again because somebody else hired them out from underneath you. I believe this can be alleviated by taking the time to recruit properly.
0: So I, I think you're right too, the, with the retention side of it, right? And the stats from ASE and the surveys all all say the same thing. And I was a service manager for years and I look back on it now. And when we got new technicians in that came on the tech schools, it was usually like second or third shift. They got all the crappy jobs. Uh, usually the older guys were kind of like nah, young punks hazing, you know, that that type of thing. Just it just wasn't the best atmosphere. Oh. And a lot yeah. of these shops, too, don't have good career paths and training plans set up for the new the new the people coming in. They just kind of bring them in they're like, oh, they'll learn it and figure it out as they go. And they do No. No, like, hey, do these pass these tests, do these trainings and get get raises like they don't they don't have those plans put in front of them. But I I do know the flip side that I have seen companies that have those retention plans and performance plans and pay plans. And they're very welcoming. And like you said, they treat them with respect. They bring them in there. They're part of the family. Like, hey, we're we're growing a thing together. And guess what? Those guys don't have the retention problems. Those guys aren't the ones really struggling to go find diesel techs like the others are. So I guess all this kind of goes to a point is, how do you guys work with uh, existing businesses? Because obviously you're producing diesel techs, they need them. Is there a partnership that works there between the two sides?
1: Absolutely. So at Wildtech and being the director of industry relations for WyoTech, we encourage them to come to the campus, visit, take a tour, get to know who we are, um, understand what it is that we teach. Especially when you see that um, not only are we an accelerated class in a sense in the nine months, when you see the intensity of what is being taught in each and every course, you better understand how you can work with us. And let's face it, if we're going to have industry and success for industry, and it doesn't matter what technical school you're talking about, what is it that industry can do to put the best equipment in front of these kids if they're not working on the most current at the technical school that you're working with or high school that you're talking to what is industry doing to be able to work with those schools to maybe they've got some core engines that they could donate to that school to make sure that little johnny has a chance to wrench before he gets out of high school that's huge and so often a lot of the the stuff that dealerships get rid of is the gold to a school, a high school program, an FFA program, a Skills USA program, or any technical school. So they can start to build their relationship with the schools that they're working with, that's one. And we do that at WyoTech. We definitely don't have a pay to play type of environment. You don't have to pay to get in. The one thing I do daily is show um, different companies how to recruit our students, literally having access to current students' name, address, phone number, and the ability to be able to reach out and start building those relationships now. Um, They come to the campus, they brand their brands on the campus. Um, That's one of the things that we love about WyoTech. My boss is a cattle rancher. So just about in all of the ads that you see with WyoTech, you'll see the heart T, and that is his cattle brand for his ranch. Um, But it's not just about a cattle brand. It's about knowing your brand and knowing what you stand for and, and the quality that you represent. So as our industry partners come in, we encourage them to work with our students right away, attend our career fairs. Um, We've got another career fair coming up here in May. We have them every quarter. Um, We literally, our career fair fills in about two days with over 100 employers coming in nationwide. I mean, we get Learjets coming into Laramie, Wyoming, of people bringing in their leadership, CEOs and VPs of their companies to recruit our students to go to their dealerships. So, We encourage just everybody to come visit. Um, That's first and foremost. And then let's open the doors. Let's make sure that there's no bottlenecks in your communication with our campus. Let's make sure that you're attending our career fairs, that you're on what's known as our college central network, and you're actively recruiting before you ever attend a career fair. And, of course, we've got a whole team that will be there to assist them along the way.
0: Well, it sounds like you have enrollment definitely been going up and to the right, like we say here at Diesel Laptops, uh, going on there. How is it on the job placement side? Like, I just heard you say, like, oh, we get people coming in. It fills up. Can you talk at all about, like, what's life like for these students once they graduate? Are they getting jobs before they graduate, after they graduate? Like, what does that process look like? And I don't know if you can talk about placement rates or what, but I'd I'd love to know.
1: Absolutely. So. We're, we're about 82% in our placement rates. Um, and the only reason for 82% is that there are kids that come to Biotech that are already sponsored from other companies. Um, there are other kids that go back to the family ranch or kids that already had jobs prior to coming to WyoTech. Um Getting a job or getting a, placing them within a career it's probably one of the easiest things we do. Most of our students leave Wildotech with four to five letters of intent of great companies nationwide. One thing that, you know, I think is important to stress here too is the fact that when we work with companies, we want companies that come in and say, "Listen, we want you to have perfect attendance. We want you to get the best possible grades you can get. We want you to get your ASE certifications." that pushes the kids to excellence. I shouldn't say kids, but students. And the reason for that is when you get in a different company that says, listen, we don't don't care about any of that stuff. We just want somebody who will show up. That's the wrong person to hire our students. I get it that it's hard to find good qualified employees out there but it is imperative that if you want a good technician on your shop floor that you encourage them to get the best possible education and again we're only 9 months now they can take add on classes afterwards and if a student chooses to take an add on class encourage them to get as much education as they can so that when they hit your shop floor they you don't have to take that master tech for as long as you would with somebody straight out of high school going into an apprenticeship program. Your ROI is going to be much greater, getting a student out of a technical school, in our case, Wiotech. And we believe Wiotech is different from the rest. Um, we're different in that we are that eight hours and 20 minutes, and we're in nine months, and we're probably 60, 40. So 60% in our shop, 40% in our classroom. So the amount of hands-on experience that our kids get at WyoTech is exponentially greater than what you would get in a two-year degree at a community college. We are literally 1,440 hours between class and shop. And in your traditional two-year program, you're a little over 850 in there somewhere. So yeah, it's very intense. We're the boot camp of tech schools and I'm proud to say that the excellence that I believe our students come out with is definitely a a stronghold to be that good entry level technician coming into the shops.
0: Yeah, and I I know before we recorded too, you 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 know alluded to the fact like hey, look, these students are coming out like that represents your brand, that represents biotech, right? You need to make sure you have good That's- high quality and the right People the right attitude. And I, I think that's a big piece of it as well is you want to get people in there that are like, hey, there's there's some rules we have to follow here. We're, you know, you're not a, a public thing, you're a private institution. And it's important for them to understand there's a set of standards and a set of expectations that go along with being a biotech student. And I can say it works because I mm-hmm. hear all the time about biotech. <laughs> and and it's not, not like you guys right. are all over the United States with all these things, right? So it, it what yeah. you guys are doing over there is really setting a great example of level professionalism that this industry really should have.
1: I truly believe our teachers, sometime when you come out and you get to meet them, you will see that our teachers just burst with um, this excitement of what they're teaching. And that rolls over into our students, Um, not only in our teachers, also in our administrative staff. We've got people who've been at Wild Tech a very long time and their passion for biotech and making sure that the quality that we produce in our students is the best is definitely there and you definitely feel it by the time you're done with a tour, you're going, Wow, she really undersold that school. <laughs> so And I hope I do, because I want you to come experience it for yourself.
0: So I, I think, you know, when I when we look at it and we talk internally with some other people, we always say, like, what's what's the big barrier to more more diesel techs, and it really comes down to two things time and money so we've already talked about time you guys have have shrunk what traditionally people think of and not only that but they actually have a higher quality with more hours and and more experience the other one's money so how does this work is it like they, they have to pay their own way they get student loans is there scholarships is there uh, sponsorships from private parties how do how do students afford to go here? And I don't know if you can talk about how much it costs to go there at all or not, but I'd love to kind of learn more about that side of
1: it. So the the kids do qualify for student loans. Um, so they they finish their FAFSA. They do all of the qualifications that come in and they do, um, many of them get parent plus loans with their parents to be able to make up the difference of the tuition. Um, some parents help the student completely through WyoTech um, we also have industry partners who have identified students that have worked with them through an internship program, and then they see the value of sending them to Wyotech, so they send them to Wyotech and monthly pay their tuition costs. We have a we put into together and we have hundreds of these. They're called tuition reimbursement programs, where companies use it as a recruiting tool. So that after little Johnny or Cindy get done with WyoTech and they qualified, they got the good grades, they met the excellence standards that the company set up, they um, are offered tuition reimbursement. And the company literally pays monthly their tuition cost and pays it to the student directly. And then up to certain amounts. So some companies will set them out there $15,000 and others for the full amount of the tuition. Um, So it's just different ways that they have created recruitment tools to be able to sharpen the pencil to attract the right um, technician to come to their shop floors. Um, Our tuition at Wild Tech right now is just short of $32,000 for the nine months. And then we also have and you have your housing cost on top of that. Um, we have dorms right there at WyoTech. Um, they're just right across the parking lot. And you would think that because they were close that the kids would just walk to school. But most of them drive, and yeah. that's okay. Um, but it's it, it's pretty interesting. But anyway, so yes, yeah. we have housing, and that is the setup on the financial side for WyoTech.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's been one of my big frustrations with like four-year degrees is there's been this big push over the last decades. You got to get a four-year degree. You got to get a four-year degree. And I mean, I went to school, blew through a hundred grand and got kicked out after two years. Right. So I didn't, that didn't work out well for me. And I, as I've talked <laughs> to people my whole life, a lot of similar stories, right? Like, oh, I went to school for four yeah. years. I got a degree in something. I got 50 grand in debt and I don't, I didn't use it. Or they, yeah. they spend four years and all this money. Um, and then they, they come to find out like, oh, this job doesn't pay what I thought it paid or it's hard to find a career in that in, in that profession. So I, I appreciate what you guys are doing. And I mean, 30 grand to have uh, a career for the rest of your life seems like one heck of an investment when you look at it over the long run. Um, and like you said, there looks like there's a lot of different ways to pay for it. So all right, Cindy, if people want to learn more about Wiotech, learn more about the programs you guys have there, uh, mm-hmm. connect with whoever, like where should they go?
1: I think the best place to start is to go to wyotech.edu, go to our website, go to industry partners. That immediately puts you in touch with me. Um, I'm more than happy to walk people through the process and introduce them to anybody that they want to know. Um, But once you go to industry partners, you fill out a really short form. Say that you've seen it on the podcast here at Diesel Laptop. I'll understand where the connection was made. I'll reach out to you immediately and make that happen. Um, you can be in touch with just about any department you want to be just by going to our website. So if there's other departments you wanna to go to, by all means, reach out to the different departments that are listed on there. Um, their contact is listed on the website as well.
0: Well, Cindy, it's really refreshing to talk to someone that's part of the solution, not part of the problem, because usually we get a lot of people complaining about the problem, but not actually trying to help with the solution. So. Love what you guys are doing over there at WyoTech. We're going to call this an episode. I end every episode by saying it's not just diagnostics. It's diagnostics done right. But you need technicians. We need need more of them. And there are plenty of good opportunities out there. Uh, Check out WyoTech for everyone listening. And like, comment, share, subscribe. We love all these things. Thank you for watching, listening. And we will catch you on the next episode.